0: Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study.
1: In a world of spiritual warfare, you can be very sure of this, at times Christians are going to be under intense pressure. I think for so many years in certain parts of the world, we have lived in relative ease and comfort and convenience and prosperity. And we have forgotten that the Apostle Paul wrote that all that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. So I'm convinced that the Lord's people are going to have to learn how to deal with difficulty, how to face opposition, and how to answer the hard questions. And who better to give us an example of this outside the Lord Jesus Christ than the Apostle Paul because Paul repeatedly Uh, had to stand before people who were adversarial, who were not excited about his message or his ministry, and answer for himself. We pick up the story today in Acts chapter 25, verse 1, where the Bible says, Now when Festus was come into the province, after three days he ascended from Caesarea to Jerusalem. Then the high priest and the chief of the Jews informed him against Paul and besought him and desired favor against him that he would send for him to Jerusalem, laying weight in the way to kill him. Festus answered that Paul should be kept at Caesarea, and that he himself would depart shortly thither. Let them therefore, said he, which among you are able, go down with me and accuse this man, if there be any wickedness in him. And when he had tarried among them more than ten days, he went down unto Caesarea, and the next day, sitting on the judgment seat, commanded Paul to be brought. And when he was come, the Jews which came down from Jerusalem stood round about and laid many and grievous complaints against Paul, which they could not prove. And verse number 8 has a fascinating phrase that has captured my attention. It says this, While he answered for himself. While he answered for himself. Look, you can't answer for everybody else, but you must answer for yourself. In the next chapter, we'll come to chapter 26 soon enough, Agrippa would say something very similar. He would say to him, Speak for yourself. Truthfully, that's the only person you can speak for is yourself. But you must learn to do it full of grace and truth. You must learn to answer the hard questions. And remember this when you are speaking for yourself and answering for yourself, it's not just you you're representing, it is Christ. You are the Lord's ambassador. You're answering for your faith in Christ, you're speaking for your Savior. And so that's a sobering thing and a joyful opportunity that we are allowed uh, to represent Christ in this world. What do we learn from Paul's example about answering the hard questions? Well, let me give you three principles today. The first is this. When you're answering hard questions, I would say this. Don't be afraid. Did you see in the opening verses of chapter 25 that we just read how they plotted to kill him and the Lord just graciously took care of him? It wasn't. Bestus's idea. It wasn't just coincidence or chance. It was God's protection, the Lord's hand around him. And so when you're dealing with difficulty and you're answering the hard questions, don't be afraid. You don't have to tremble. You don't have to fear men. You don't have to fear circumstances. God will protect you. And then, not only would I suggest that you not be afraid, I would say, secondly, don't be anxious. Sometimes we say, well, I'm, I'm not afraid, and yet there is worry in us. We're worked up. We're, we're tense and stressed out and, and anxious in our spirit. Uh, scripture says be careful for nothing. Let's read on just a little bit in verse 8. While he answered for himself, neither against the law of the Jews, neither against the temple, nor yet against Caesar, have I offended anything at all. But Festus, willing to do the Jews a pleasure, answered Paul and said, Wilt thou go up to Jerusalem, and there be judged of these things before me? Then said Paul, I stand at Caesar's judgment seat, where I ought to be judged. To the Jews have I done no wrong, as thou very well knowest. For if I be an offender, or have committed anything worthy of death, I refuse not to die. But if there be none of these things whereof these accuse me, no man may deliver me unto them. I appeal unto Caesar." Now, you got to know the setting, uh, but he's appealing to the higher power. He is using his Roman citizenship to his own benefit. I really believe this. God gave him discernment. I'm convinced the Holy Spirit of God gave him wisdom at this juncture to know exactly how to answer so that not only could he deal with the people he's speaking to now, but he could get where God wanted him to be eventually to give the gospel. So don't be afraid. God will protect you, and then don't be anxious. God will give you wisdom. The Lord is going to guide you and guard you. So he's going to protect you from evil, and he's going to give you the words to say and how to say it. Let's read on. Verse 12, Then Festus, when he had conferred with the council, answered, Hast thou appealed unto Caesar? Unto Caesar shalt thou go. And after certain days, King Agrippa and Bernice came unto Caesarea to salute Festus, and when they had been there many days, Festus declared Paul's calls unto the king, saying, There's a certain man left in bonds by Felix, about whom, when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priest and the elders of the Jews informed me, desiring to have judgment against him, to whom I answered, It is not the manner of the Romans to deliver any man to die, before that he which is accused have the accusers face to face, and have license to answer for himself, there's that phrase again, concerning the crime laid against him. Therefore, when they were come thither, without any delay on the morrow, I sat on the judgment seat and commanded the man to be brought forth, against whom, when the accusers stood up, they brought none accusation of such things as I supposed, but had certain questions against him of their own superstition and of one Jesus, which was dead, whom Paul affirmed to be alive. And because I doubted of such manner of questions... I asked him whether he would go to Jerusalem and there be judged of these matters. But when Paul had appealed to be reserved under the hearing of Augustus, I commanded him to be kept till I might send him to Caesar. Now, this is what I want you to see. In verse number 19, when he's standing before this powerful ruler, this governor, and he's being given all of these very difficult questions, there's one thing Paul wanted to talk about. Did you see what it was? He wanted to talk about Jesus and the resurrection. And I love the confidence Uh, The Bible says that Paul affirmed him to be alive. Paul said, I know he's alive. Do you know how he knew he was alive? He had seen him. He had talked with him. He had had a face-to-face encounter with the risen Christ on the way to Damascus. Uh, My friend, let me just tell you today, I affirm, I confess with Paul, he's alive. I know he's alive because he lives in my heart. Uh, He's talked to me today, and I've talked to him. Yes, I know he's alive. So here's the third thing I would say. When you're dealing with hard questions, number one, don't be afraid. God's going to protect you. Number two, don't be anxious. God's going to give you wisdom. And number three, don't be ashamed. God's going to use you. Friend, this is not the time uh, to, to tremble and cower and be hesitant and tentative. This is the time to affirm that Christ is alive. Speak in faith. Speak with certainty. Give a, a certain sound in these days of such confusion Such noise, uh, give a certain sound for the gospel's sake. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of Christ. Christ was not ashamed of you when he answered for your sins on the cross. Don't you be ashamed of him today. Instead, take your stand and speak boldly for the Lord Jesus. You affirm to someone today, yes, he's alive. The questions may be hard, but God is greater. And God will protect you, God will give you wisdom. And hallelujah, God will use you, even when you're answering hard questions.
0: Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before He ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel, whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website. Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey. But we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.